It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Daily Tech News Show is powered by its listeners, not outside organizations. If you get value from the show, consider giving a little back. As little as a dollar a month keeps great tech news and analysis coming your way commercial free. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Tuesday, June 5th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And our producer, Roger Chang, is here today. It's just the three of us, uh, but we got Computex news, folks. Computex in full swing in Taiwan. Chip news raining down. Crazy prototype laptops. It's going to be fun, right, Roger? It's going to be so much fun. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Dow Jones announced Tuesday that Twitter would replace Monsanto, that's a couple of different companies, in the S&P 500. Twitter jumped about 5% Tuesday after the news. Changes go in effect on Thursday, June 7th, when German pharma company Bayer finalizes its $63 billion takeover of Monsanto. Oh, that's because Monsanto isn't going to be independent anymore. I get it. Uh, I hesitate to call Lenovo a liar. I wouldn't do that. Uh, but they certainly deceived us. Back on May 31st, we passed along the many reports that noted the Lenovo promotional render of the Z5 phone showed an all-screen front with no notch and no bezel. However, in the announcement, Lenovo showed the Z5 not only has a notch, but also a chin, like a nice, not thick, but it's got a little bezel down there at the bottom. Lenovo still claims its bezels and notches are smaller than the iPhone 10 and the Mi 8. Uh, and the Z5 goes on sale in China June 12th for 1,299 yuan, up to 1,799 yuan, a few hundred dollars. Our next bezel-less hope, however, comes from Vivo's announcement, coincidentally, on June 12th. Sharp is acquiring Toshiba's PC business and will issue about $1.8 billion in new shares to buy back stock from banks that have previously invested. Sharp's parent company, Foxconn, is world's biggest contract manufacturer. Obviously, we know it well for smartphones, but also to produce PCs and TVs more cheaply. So it makes a lot of sense that they would be in cahoots. Sharp said it would take an 80.1% stake in Toshiba's PC unit on October 1st. We'll also retain the Dynabook brand. Toshiba sold 17.7 PCs seven years ago. This last year, 1.4 million units. Mm. 
And Facebook announced the fifth Oculus Connect conference will take place in San Jose, September 26th and 27th. That's right. Fifth. There have been five of these. Well, there will have been. Registration details aren't out yet, but September 26th, 27th. Mark it down on your calendar. Let's talk a little more about Spotify. Let's do it. And especially Spotify getting into the hardware business. Maybe. Spotify registered with the FCC Tuesday, which is the first step, usually, in getting hardware devices approved for use in the U.S. Spotify will first get a grantee code. A grantee code allows the company to file to have a wireless networking device approved by the FCC or multiple ones. Previous reports included plans for an in-car device that Spotify might have been working on. Yeah, they were advertising for jobs about requiring hardware expertise, and, and so it, it seems pretty likely that Spotify is working on a thing, right? Uh, I love this quote in Variety. Where was it? Uh, I should have have noted this earlier. Where they they talk about uh, whether Spotify wants to become the next Pebble Watch, Amazon Echo, or Snap Spectacles. (laughs) Yeah. Tom, you had shared that quote with me earlier today, and I was like, well, I don't know if Spectacles or Pebble would be what Spotify would want to align itself with. Uh, considering both of those companies' hardware uh, um, stumbles uh, as of late. But I do think that, especially because Spotify has kind of been on its own journey as far as they want to, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, uh, to beef up their podcast division. And uh, there are a lot of artists that are on Spotify that, well, I mean, not so much that are not on uh, other competitors like Apple Music anymore, but there are certainly some some exclusives. To have something like a smart speaker would make a lot of sense, but could you sell it, uh, you know, it, low enough to be able to compete with Amazon? And and from the job, by the way, that Pebble Watch Amazon Echo thing that was from Spotify's job listing. Uh, so Spotify was saying that it does it does feel like most of the rumors point towards some in car device, uh, which that I guess kind of makes sense. Although everybody's got a smartphone, why would you want a second device for in car? Unless they've come up with some crazy cool way to make it really easy, like, I don't know, great speakers better than your car speakers. I'm having a hard time seeing how this isn't Snap Spectacles, which is something that I don't really see the need for, even if it sounds cool. And with Apple's CarPlay announcement yesterday, one might think maybe this is something that just kind of got pushed out because it needed to get out there. Yeah. Asus announced several new products Monday at Computex. Uh, Let's go through them one by one. Uh, We'll go through three of them, not all of them. We did talk about the Republic of Gaming stuff earlier. Vivo Watch BP has what Asus says is a medical-grade blood pressure monitor. That means it had to get U.S. FDA approval. Also has an ECG and PPG heart rate and blood pressure sensor. Omron announced a similar feature at CES, but Asus says the Vivo Watch BP will be out before Omron's and will last 20 days on charge. Good for heart, good good for health monitoring, right? Blood pressure. Yeah. Monitoring. yeah, I mean, absolutely. Twenty days on a single charge is lovely, um, especially yeah, in that health monitor like that. This is less of a watch and more of a health device. Yeah, exactly. This is something that you have to use on a regular basis um, for health reasons. Uh, very cool, uh, and. I don't know what the difference in price is. Yeah, they didn't in give fact, us any price or availability on anything we're going to talk about from Asus, by the way. Yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, I mean, battery life alone for this sort of thing is is obviously crucial. ZenBook Pro 15 has a cool looking trackpad. 
the trackpad is a 5.5-inch touchscreen, or what Asus is calling a screen pad. Uh, you can toggle it back and forth with the F6 key between being a regular old mouse touchpad, a uh, an app player like a calculator, music player, even Microsoft Office integration, or just a secondary display where you can drag anything into it. Uh, specs run up to Core i9, 16 gigabytes of RAM, GTX 1050 Ti with 4 gigs of RAM. So it's got gaming machine-like specs. And it has Amazon voice control built in as well. Uh, People have done this sort of thing before. In fact, we just saw, I think it was Acer uh, showing off uh, a dockable one, or maybe it was uh, Razer was showing off the dockable phone into a laptop configuration. What do you think of this using the touchpad as a touchscreen? Well, I might be the only person who does not hate the Apple touch bar, but I know it is hated among lots of people who are Mac enthusiasts This is also already cooler (laughs) than the Apple Touch Bar, although I have gotten used to it. So in the sense of, you know, having more touchable, um, uh, you know, things to launch within your your single laptop, I like it. I think it looks cool. I just don't know if I'll end up actually using it because it's below my hands. Roger, what do you think? So my big issue with this is that means now you're moving your eyes off your screen mm-hmm. and down onto the trackpad. Now, this is one of the reasons why Apple did the, the touch bar where it's at. It's because it's close to the screen. So you really only need to glance down. And once you figure out where everything is, you can kind of do it by muscle memory. If your trackpad image is always changing, that means you got to see, okay, this app is running on it. Now I know what to do. But, I mean, you're going to be doing this. It's It's a nice feature if you want to have feature specs on your product but i don't know if it's going to be a seller point a all point. right how about this prototype this is the last uh, of the, the announcements we're going to talk about project precog to get the minority re- report fans i guess a dual screen laptop with no keyboard targeted at ai so all the buzzwords uh the one they showed was a prototype but they say they intend to make it available in 2019 among its many nifty promises are knowing where your hands are so it can shift the virtual keyboard accordingly so it's basically like two tablets hinged right and it can do a virtual keyboard or you can hook an external keyboard up uh conserves battery in advance of your meetings so it knows when your meetings are and you're going to unplug and it tries to go into low power mode uh, works with Microsoft Office to make smart suggestions like ways to present data in Excel. And it can work in book form, so side-by-side screen, laptop form, flat on the ground, or tent mode with a stylus. And it'll have face and object recognition. Uh, I guess my first question is, if there is no physical keyboard, are they still laptops? I mean, I guess they are, but we're getting into these new categories now. Yeah, I mean, this is a laptop, but it's also two tablets, and it's also a tent, and it's also like, yeah, this. It's gonna I, be confusing. It's and I'm is, I hate typing on a virtual keyboard, so uh, I don't know. It looks like the kind of thing they use in Westworld. That's what everybody. This saying. is gonna be something that's gonna find itself very popular within a niche group of users. So whether it might be like an industrial application where you yeah, need maybe. to have these out, or in a medical situation, or even. Uh, in a specific kind of like organizational setting where, you know, for some reason you need to have it out like, you know, the, the, the 10 commandments and you're showing everyone. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it will have a wider popularity because 
it doesn't ha- it's not a it's not an overarching industry kind of thing and so people are going to look at it it's like oh that's cool but really you know there's all not these- the need there's not the yeah. thing where like yes i've been wanting this because it fixes this problem that i've had so if you don't have that then you have to say it fixes a problem you didn't know you had and i don't see it doing that maybe i'm missing something but i don't know a great prop for a movie so well, on that desktop tip, Intel announced at Computex it will launch a single socket desktop CPU with 28 cores running at 5 gigahertz. SVP Gregory uh, Bryant ran the Cinebench benchmark on its on stage on on stage, <laughs> yielding a score of 7,3034. Intel plans to sell the CPU by the end of the year. Intel also announced it will make 50,000 special core i7 8086. K CPUs. I had so much love. I have a harder time doing this on headlines this morning to celebrate Intel's 50-year company anniversary, but also the 40th anniversary of the 8086 processor, which is Intel's best-performing mainstream coffee-like processor. If we're taking notes, with a base frequency of 4.0 gigahertz and a single-core turbo of 5.0 gigahertz for a probable 4.6 gigahertz all-core turbo. And. And finally, Intel teased 14 nanometer 8th gen Whiskey Lake processors for lightweight laptops and a 14 nanometer Amber Lake thin laptop and tablets, a 1.5 terabyte Optipane SSD and a smaller M.2 design, and a partnership to sell 5G capable laptops from Acer, Asus, Dell, HP, Lenovo, and Microsoft in Sprint stores next year. So this is Intel on three points hitting. Uh, we are super fast and powerful still. Don't don't ignore us. We have 28 cores. Uh, also, we've been around forever, and we're still making great chips. So check this out. We're going to celebrate our history. And third... Uh, we are on the cutting edge. Uh, we're going to, you, you all want lap laptops with network connections. That's the next hot trend and we're on it. We're going to partner for 5g capable laptops. I so. mean, I paused after, uh, after the, uh, eighty six because I thought you guys would be so thrilled, but well, it's, it's it. interesting. I mean, I think it covers everything you just said, Tom. One is like, listen, I know everyone is doing multi-core. ARM is releasing new designs that's supposed to be desktop capable and released within the year. We're still in the game. We're still innovating. We still have you know, uh, an advantage. And we've been around for a long time. And let's not forget, we have a huge legacy installed base. So if you want to make sure you run those all those old legacy x86 applications, we're still around. So... Uh, Oh, oh, sorry, Roger. I thought you were done. Oh, also, uh, the nod to the enthusiast with the with the special eighty eighty six, which is also kind of a very self serving, you know, binning of products. Like it's some they already produced, but they're probably just going to bin all the the high spec ones that they can and some. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's very much of Intel saying we're still around. Now they're doing this because they feel threatened by Qualcomm and ARM-designed chips. And at Computex Tuesday, Qualcomm announced the new Snapdragon 850 mobile compute platform designed for PCs, coming right at Intel, promising a 30% boost in performance over the 835, a 20% boost in battery life, and a 20% increase in 4G LTE speeds. PCs with the old 835 just hit the shelves in the spring, but Qualcomm says the 850-powered PCs will be coming by holiday time, less than a year after the last generation. Take that, 
TikTok Intel. Qualcomm said more manufacturers will use the 850 than use the 835. They named Samsung as one company that will have the 850 in a future device. And to keep people from not ordering those older 835 powered devices, they announced that Sprint will provide free unlimited LTE data for devices that run the Snapdragon 835. So you buy the old one, you get free data, you get free high-speed data, or if you wait until the holiday, you get this higher-powered, higher-performance uh, version in a Qualcomm PC. These are, these are PCs. They're running Windows. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. So, I mean, it's this is very telling because, you know, it, it's interesting because Intel is pushing, look at all the high-end stuff that we're capable of rolling out. And Qualcomm is like, look, keep that end. We're going to sell what basically is your biggest moneymaker, which is the mainstream, you know, mid-market. I just need a laptop to do my email to surf the web, to watch my funny YouTube videos. You know, I'm not going to game. I'm not going to do Adobe Creative Cloud. That's a bulk of the market. And that's what they're targeting. And this is a very shrewd move because they understand that, right? They, they, they are, they're making a very attractive product um, at a price point that should be, that, that should, should tempt, uh, uh, you know, people to switch over. And, you know, most of these applications are, are, platform agnostic anyway right like the internet so as long as people get all that stuff i don't think i don't think intel has much of the way uh of of that market locked in because you know anyone with a integrated uh graphics you know laptop knows what sucks for gaming sucks for doing any kind of high-end creative 
application outside of maybe Photoshop and even then in limited circumstances. So you would be upgrading to an upper tier model anyway. I mean, it's it's kind of what the Japanese car industry did to the American car industry by targeting that, you know, the economy and the middle mid-market segment with reliable, inexpensive automobiles that perform just as well. In a mature product line, right? PC yeah. sales are flat. They go down. Sometimes they go back up. But, you know, that that's not the growth market. And so what Qualcomm's doing is is they're eating Intel's lunch here. Uh, in, Intel missed out on the mobile market. And now Qualcomm is is trying to move in on the ultra cheap ultra portable market like Roger's describing. It does seem like we are facing a world just shaping up out of what we're reading from Computex where we're going to get a lot of of laptops with connectivity built in. And we've been, we've had that for years now, but that that seems to be the they're pushing that towards the front, especially as 5G rolls out. You're going to have home broadband speeds, you know, super fast speeds built into your laptop. Uh, I, my instinct is that's desirable as long as it's simple to use, uh, which is why Sprint giving it away free is kind of cool, uh, and not crazy expensive. A lot of the early implementations of this just weren't that fast and were pricey. Like if you can get away with using the 5G service and ditch your you know, land you know, hardwired broadband, I think a lot of people would make the switch. As long as there was a way to easily share that among all the devices that you have. And that's that's the big question mark for me. Yeah, like, most how? of the carriers do it as an add-on plan. Like if you have a watch or a laptop or a tablet, they're like, oh, you already have a plan with us? Just pay an extra 10 bucks for that one. And, that, and this, will, this will definitely lead to interesting... I, I predict during when 5G rolls out, there's going to be a lot of interesting... Uh, pricing models between all the different players as they basically try to, to measure each one of them up yeah. against each other. Which is why in whatever country you're in, you should want competition. You you want to have lots yes. of choices so that those, so those bundles compete with each other. Funny you mentioned competition, Tom, because China is investigating allegations of DRAM chip price fixing against Samsung, SK Hynix, and Micron, who together control 96% of the DRAM market. Reuters reports a source saying the doubling of DRAM prices in the past two years prompted the investigation as it hurt Chinese electronics manufacturers who operate on lower margins. A South Korean government official said that both Samsung and SK Hynix deny price fixing and say simply strong demand outstripped manufacturing capacity. Now, it's very interesting to note that these companies, both all three of them, at one point or another in the past 10 years have been under investigation, not just by the Chinese, but also by the EU and by the U.S. Department of Justice for r- roughly the same... Under investigation, were they found to have price yes, fixed? Yes, they, they, they will... So they not all together, not all at the same time, but at various points, Samsung, SK Hynix have been charged and leveled with uh, 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 not a fee, with a, a penalty, or um, and as well as Micron. Although in the Micron case, because it ratted out the other two to the EU, it wasn't penalized. Um, and that was from, I think, five years ago. It's It's very interesting because when you have this many this this high of a percentage of the market between three companies invariably you know all eyes will be cast toward you anytime there seems to be 
some kind of hinky business with pricing. And, you know, the, the, the chip makers are saying, well, look, people are now mining. There are more high-end uh, machines being sold, more handheld or tablets, phones that need these chips. Simply just a, a question of demand. Our factories haven't been able to keep up and we're running full speed. But you know what? The greater demand of the fewer amount of the products that we can put out, you know, the prices are going to go up. Yeah, nobody looks at graphics cards and says, oh, it was price fixing. They're like, yeah, it was Bitcoin mining. So maybe it is this time just demand. Uh, but like you say, they, they do have a past. Ride hailing company Grab is partnering with Cargo to offer convenience items to passengers while riding with Grab drivers. Cargo provides a small plastic container that fits between the front seats and contains free samples as well as items for sale like chips, gum, ibuprofen, phone chargers, tiny stuff. Drivers get 25% of the commission on paid sales and a dollar every time a passenger places an order at cargo.menu, even if it's for a free sample. So they do promotional deals where riders can get free samples. The driver still gets a buck for those. Cargo offers its services to Lyft and Uber drivers in the use on in the U.S. on an informal relationship. So any driver can sign up, but it's not a partnership with Lyft and Uber. This is a direct partnership with Grab, where Grab will be encouraging its drivers uh, to do this. On a side note, Grab launched Grab Ventures to develop technology startups in transport, food services, logistics, financial services, uh, and they're already investing in uh, self-driving technology with Drive.ai and payments with India's Kudo. Uh, so grab on the move. But more importantly, Sarah, you, you know, you, you you hail a ride from time to time. Would, would you want to buy some gum while you're riding? Sure would, Tom. It, this, this to me is, and yes, a lot of my Ubers uh, or Lyfts or, you know, any other ride hailing service go to and from the airports. Not all of them, but many of them. I would say I'm in an Uber at, you know, if I wanted to like give a median time for a good 20, 30 minutes. Sometimes I get thirsty. Sometimes I want gum. Sometimes my phone's dead. This is an extension of the airport where you get stuff that you forgot and you need at the last minute and you'll pay a little bit of a premium and you're glad it's there. Pringles? It's like mini bar items, isn't it? I wonder what the prices are too. That that is one thing that I did not see. I mean, it's for the drivers. It's great. You get twenty five percent. Sure. I'm sure it's almost airport. Maybe not quite mini bar, but probably airport prices. Like these aren't cheap for the convenience of it. It just makes it makes a lot of sense. I I can't tell you how many times, and I, I'm sure other people have 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 stories as well, where you're 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 on your way, where you need to be. You can't turn around. You're going to be late. You will pay a premium. And yes, some of this is, you know, it's not life or death stuff, but I don't know. You got a headache, ibuprofen yeah, or, right. a, you know, or a phone yeah, charger, yeah. you know? Yes, yes. It reminds Although, me of the mini bar in the hotel room. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a, that's a yeah, that's why I brought that up. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think the, uh, uh, I think the charger thing though, remember Uber's initial, you know, sort of, Je ne sais quoi was like, oh, and they give you water and a charger. And this this feels like the other end of like, oh, they're going to now they're going to start becoming the, you know, the the Ryanair of right hailing and charge. Well, remember that uh, both Uber and Lyft uh, have have experimented with, oh, we can like play your playlist. And yeah, that's right, cool with right. the driver. And I was, was sort of like, yeah, I don't know. It's like personal. I don't, you know, there's certain things where it's like the perk might not actually be a solution anybody wants. But when it comes to the basics and even stuff that maybe you'd see, you know, sometimes in a bathroom where you give somebody a tip for providing the service, I think they'll probably make some money. Yeah. 
All right, let's check in on the thing of the day, Sarah. Let's do it. Time to check in with Chris Christensen with our travel tip. This is Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler with another Tech in Travel Minute. This happens to be the 101st Tech in Travel Minute, so thanks to Tom and the gang for letting me do this. And today I have a tip, not so much a particular technology, but one of the top questions I get is, when should I book my flight? And we're getting into that time that you should be booking your flight for your July or August trip. Studies show that about six weeks ahead of time tends to be the optimal time. I'd say six to eight weeks ahead of time. If you book it too much sooner, you'll pay more. If you book it certainly in the last 14 days, you'll pay much more. Interesting trivia, when is the day that people actually book more online flights than any other day? And that is the first work day after New Year's. All the Christmas shopping is done. They know what they're paying on their bills, and they're starting to think about their summer vacation. And apparently, they wait until they get to work to actually book. Interesting to know. I'm Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler. Book those flights now. Thank you, Chris. Uh, and thanks to all those who participate in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. What's in the mailbag, Sarah? Well, we actually went to YouTube today. Kelvin, one of our YouTube commenters, commented on our discussion last week about Amazon's Australian Blaze based platform. He says, I agree that this stinks. I'm a determined Australian. I think Amazon is not only playing us with Amazon's own site, but with Audible more so than Kindle. Like you can only have one credit per month, not the two I was used to before the AU site came active among other backward steps that still exist even years later. Keep up the good work. Yeah, so Kelvin's responding particularly to Amazon shutting down access to anything but the Australian site, which has a much smaller catalog yeah, uh, than the worldwide site. And uh, TechDirt actually had uh, a, an opinion column up today saying, you know, this this is the reverse of what the 10% tax wants to do. They wanted a level playing field in Australia. And he, they're like, well, now you've got the levelest playing fields. Like, it's just Australia. So... Um, we'll see where this goes. We've seen Amazon do this fight in other parts of the world, particularly the U.S. over taxes, and they usually don't win, but they usually get concessions out of it. So we'll see if that works there. Uh, Thumb Warrior DX from YouTube commented on yesterday's show, dude, dark mode is something I've always wanted, and it's disgusting that we had 20 years of white internet. I don't know that it's uh, disgusting, but yes, okay. Right, yes. Anyone remember booting up Windows 2000 earlier in the morning and getting blasted with the force of a thousand suns? Yeah, <laughs> that one's not far off. Uh, yeah, we don't need any of that. Save power, reduce eye strain, stop imitating paper like it's relevant. Yeah, man, paper. It's hey, the- Thumbwire, I hear you, man. But what about those of us who don't read well in low light? You know, it's I, that's why I, I think you give options, right? Like exactly. For, no, for exactly. Thumb Warrior, you need the dark mode for sure. I mean, I've been ever since TweetDeck, you know, had a dark mode of me being like, why would anyone look at it that way? And people say, why would you not? Some it's, people need more light. It's, it's all, yeah, it's in the uh, eye of the beholder. Absolutely. Uh, well, you know who our beholder is? You. You, our patrons. Uh, we are beholden to you because we wouldn't exist without you. Beholden. It's true. Yeah. DailyTechNewsShow.com slash support. Uh, gives you all the different ways. There are lots of different ways to support the show. Uh, you can shop at our store. We have DTNS hats, uh, new DTNS mugs on the way. We're just talking to Dave about that today. Uh, and we've got hoodies and t-shirts and all kinds of stuff. Even baby onesies. Do you have a baby that would, you would like to force to show DTNS pride? 
happens. Uh, Patrick Beja or, does it or to his Or perhaps child. a small animal. Yeah. Uh, baby onesie on a small animal? I don't know. Send us your pictures. Feedback at DailyTechNewsShow.com. Anyway, you get all that stuff at DailyTechNewsShow.com slash store. And of course, uh, support us on Patreon. That is the main way to support the show at Patreon.com slash DTNS. Patreon just bought a merch company, so we may be able to provide some merch freebies to patrons as that goes along. I hit them up this morning. It's like, please let me beta test. We'd love to do that. Uh, Anyway, what we really want to hear is what you think. We're doing a survey of our audience, as we often do, to get your ideas on how to make the show even better. So if you would, please take a couple minutes, head to bit.ly slash DTNS survey 2018. Thanks to everybody who already has. We've got a few hundred in there already. You guys are great. Uh, but we want to hear from all of you. Bit.ly slash DTNS survey 2018. Links in the show notes as well. Whether it is a small animal in a baby onesie or just your feedback, we do want to hear from you. Feedback at DailyTechNewsShow.com is the easiest way to do that. We also read your YouTube comments, though, so take that take that in mind. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC, and you can find out more at DailyTechNewsShow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Scott Johnson. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.